Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the birds of What's up? You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. Yay for you! I'm Chrissy McQueen, and Justin Winters, the Movie Geek, is with us as well, where we watch movies that most people have seen, and I haven't, because I live under a rock, you guys, where I've I've been under this rock for a long time now, Jess. How long has <laughs> we been doing this podcast again? Too long, Chrissy. <laughs> I think it's been 12 years, <laughs> minus a couple of hiatuses here and there. By the way, it is hiatuses, right? Not hiatai. Um, I wish it was hiatai. 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 Yes. Okay. Multiple hiatai. I think it is hiatuses. But anyway. sure. All right. Whatever. Let us know, guys. <laughs> so on uh, this particular season, Justin's been generous enough to allow me to pick the movies. Sometimes, yay! Well, you're glossing over our hiatai that we just missed a week, but we oh. we missed it for a pretty good reason. We yes. What was the reason? Chrissy got fully vaccinated. Oh yeah! Yay! And right off the top of that, I got half vaccinated. Yay! Yeah, so our podcast is now seventy five percent vaccinated. That's pretty awesome. Um, pro tip, guys: uh, if you need to go to the bathroom. although this is your pro tip for going vaccinated (laughs) make sure you go to the bathroom before you go to the site that you're getting vaccinated uh my god yeah i so i took a drive to bakersfield last weekend which is uh for those of you who don't live out here what what day was it monday yeah it was a a two-hour drive yes one way uh because technically at the time our county was not vaccinating my age tier yet they're really technically still not. Well, technically. Yeah, well, it's become it's it's flexible. <laughs> anyway, we've got word on the on the social webs that Bakersfield, uh, home of Chris Chris Brado Brayton, was uh, and Drew Drew Hallam, and uh, that they were they had an abundance of vaccines. Like sad but true, so many that they were like, come one, come come all. As long as you're 16 and above. And get your vax. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And I just didn't really think about the, the tiring of it. Because <laughs> basically, we had an earthquake, guys, at like, what, it was like 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, small one. And so, and then our kids came in. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get that vax. And so I like set off at 7 o'clock in the morning, drinking my coffee. And then almost when I was there, I was like, oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Is it going to be okay? Oh, no. It was not okay. Like the whole time. <laughs> I was like there. I was like, I wonder how many people here need to go to the bathroom like me. I was like, I just didn't know how many people were going to be there. I didn't know how long right. like the the whole process you know was going to take. It took about like thirty to forty minutes, but it seemed like forever because again, I need to go to the bathroom. So, what is your pro tip? The pro tip is to go to the bathroom before you go. Well, the only bathrooms they had there. I mean, this is not really a pro tip because. Different places, different spaces, but <laughs> they only had porta potties there. Gross. And I was like, I am not gonna go. I had to go, you know, number two guys. So fun times. You heard it here first, everyone. Yeah, I thought this was our trust tree. Are we in the <laughs> trust tree together talking about getting vaxxed? By the way, guys, please get vaxxed. Oh my god, please. Um <laughs> if you're if you're scared about it, if you want to talk about it, reach out to us on social media. We'll We'll talk about vaccines yeah. forever. And we won't be judgy about it. We'll actually talk to you. I've um, had plenty of friends who are uh, generally not interested in vaccines, and we've talked about it, and they've gotten it with this one. Yeah. Nice to see. So that was very exciting. But anyway, I ended up ha- leaving there, getting vaxxed, and then going straight to a Target, um, and everything was cool. And then I would like raise my hands and like, yes, Half vax. Chrissy's on her phone. You know I'm why? I'm boring Chrissy. You're not boring me. Um, I have a friend. Well, I we have a, a friend of the podcast, Miss Gray Drake. She's pretty fabulous. Hell yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. She is on the socials and she's volunteering to help people find appointments for this. So that's what I was looking for. And I, and I found it and she was like, 
Uh, she says vaccine eligibility opens up in LA County this coming week for uh, tons of areas. If you need help finding an appointment, reach out to me now. It will be very busy. So having another set of eyes looking on your behalf is the way to go. Reach out to Gray. So reach out to Gray. She'll help you find them. Right. Or, well, reach I was, out to us for questions. That's what I was going to say. I was going somewhere with this. If if you don't know Gray Drake, <laughs> the, the you're at a loss. vaccine Avengers. Here right? we are. Here we are. She's pretty great. But uh, we'll help you too. I, I, I have a weird internet talent for researching and finding things. Happy to help anybody who needs it. Yeah, we have friends and, you know, uh, Michelle Wise over in North Carolina is helping people. Mm-hmm. Like, we can reach out through our network, guys. And we oh, can figure yeah. this out for you. The Vax puzzle. Um, so anyway, that so, was that was exciting news. And I just wanted to put that out there because, number one, uh, vax, vaccines are amazing. And, you know, and, and, and number two, we missed a week and I had to explain why. Well, I know, I know. Two things. Number one, uh I'm glad for you that you got it. Like super glad that you drove up two hours to go get your first dose. But I thought of something when you were talking about the whole bathroom biz. I once drove the kids when they were younger to Las Vegas by myself. And I was like, I can't keep dragging them into like a Walmart every hour to go to the bathroom. So do you know what I did, Justin? We have a, like a kid's port potty, right? Correct. And I brought giant plastic Ziploc bags because then you line the, the little potty thing with that and then you could just throw away the bag. It's the easiest thing. Or if you just got a bunch of witch witch cups, guys. I don't oh, know God. if you know the, <laughs> the, the, the sandwich uh, restaurant witch witch. They have gigantic yellow cups. Yes, they do. So just take those. Yes. They're already yellow. I mean, sure. But, yeah, but then you have like an open container of pee. What is that like? It's gross. What's that wrap? That crazy cool wrap that we could put on top. You of? wait. You want to do press and seal on top, guys? Just go with the Whatever ziploc. It takes. Take a giant ziploc and Whatever pee in it, it and then throw away your ziploc. This pee. has got like it's kind of like no. There's a scene in No Man Land. Uh, this is not like a spoiler or anything. Where she has to poop uh, in her van, like in a bucket. <gasps> oh no! And it, I was just like, this is real. This is real. Sometimes you just like what's everybody? Like, okay, come on. Everyone poops. Everyone's seen the book. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just like so. I'm. You don't, sometimes you're at a vac site. You, you know, don't have to disclose number or, one or number two. A bunch of people who have masks on. <laughs> you don't have to disclose one or two. What's the most embarrassing place that you've had to go to the bathroom? Uh, <laughs> as a kid, probably in my pants. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, you've never been anywhere where you're like, I li- I have to go like right now, and there's literally nowhere to do it properly embarrassing here's an example justin and i once went woods is not embarrassing justin and i once went to a dave matthews concert and we were tailgating (laughs) and somebody we did not know who was not a part of our friend group came by to where we had been tailgating and decided he needed to take a number two in the bushes right next to our little mini campsite that we had going on we were like what and he just was like i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> and you probably don't remember this <laughs> number one we're at a dave concert and everybody was like pretty chill but there were people with <laughs> us that were like seriously like really angry at this dude yeah, meanwhile i'm yeah. over like laughing and like oh my god he our, really, he our male friends right there. Group was they were pissed and justin was like oh my god this is happening <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, sometimes <laughs> right. you just can't wait. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So like that's an example of like that's that dude's story. So what's your <laughs> At story? At a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think I have anything as embarrassing as that. I mean. Well, yeah, it's pretty bad. His is pretty bad. I had to use the bathroom like at my fraternity house, and you saw how those things look. That's yep. like no, thank you. It's like the solve going to the bathroom, basically. <laughs> oh, no. That's kind of embarrassing. That's terrible. Um. But we're a movie podcast, Chrissy. Oh, not a, yeah. not a we're, poop, not, a, we're not, a, not a potty podcast. Not a poop podcast. Damn. This thing really went in the shitter. <laughs> like I said, I was. To, I thought we were in the trust tree. I was telling you about my vax experience. Yes, you were. Um, I was just really anxious, guys. Like that was the that's the most people I've been around. Oh yeah, in a year. It's been a while for you. And so I, I guess I didn't put two and two together. But when you walk in the space and there's like, I don't know. 100 people there and you're just mm-hmm. like i mean they got masks on but i'm like oh, i was like am i gonna get it's indoor <laughs> gonna, right i was like i'm gonna get it right as i'm getting vaxxed <laughs> i'm gonna get covid as i'm getting the vaccine from these people oh my god and so that was in my brain along with i have to poop so <laughs> i have to poop i'm gonna die i have to poop i'm gonna die <laughs> competing thoughts oh, we watched some movies though we watched <laughs> movies and tv 
Did you like that segue? <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, You're a great we'll, podcaster. We'll talk about Chrissy's, uh, the pick for her main film at the yes. end. But um, the first thing I want to talk about, and I know Chrissy's been really hot under the collar to really get her views out, is the day after Chrissy got her second vax, you know, there was like uh, days of preparation for like, oh my God, like really, really like make it a good experience you know she might like she might turn like the hulk at any time i prepared like for this like some people prepare for a home burst where they're like oils where they're like get everything ready get into the tub have a a very nice quiet birth experience and then afterward just snuggle in the afterglow that was like me with the vax it's basically like a yes day for chrissy like anything she (laughs) wants you just say yes so knowing that Chrissy at like I don't know like ten thirty in the morning says I want to watch Bridgerton. Just so you guys are aware, I wasn't just being a princess. I had a fever and chills, and I was in bed unable to move my my head because I was also dizzy. It sucked. Um. Uh, so right at that moment, uh, I was like, okay, I guess I have to say yes. This is better than she making me watch. You know that really. Uh, what's the dis- What's the miniseries that you've been wanting me to watch for a while oh a handmaid's tale not handmaid's tale the other one chernobyl chernobyl yeah i was like at least this is not chernobyl like (laughs) i've heard you're lucky i'd already seen it i've heard this so going into this all i knew about bridgerton was shonda rhimes uh that was very popular Mm -hmm. and it was very sexy i was like that's all i knew and so i was like okay let's do this fast forward we watched like what Six and a half hours yeah, that day. The first day. Uh-huh. And then I pass out early and Chrissy watched the rest of it without me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And the next day I was like, what? Yeah, that's exactly it. So the first two-ish episodes of the Bridgerton series, Justin was kind of like, oh, I'm going to watch this whole thing. Like, it felt like he was, you know, supportive, but not into it. So when he fell asleep later on, I thought, well, this one. So I just kept watching and then the next day he goes, I have to see how it ends. I put a lot of time, Chrissy. I put a lot of time. <laughs> you know, true. It's like, say, if I ever watch Chernobyl and I, you know, don't watch to the end, like, why am I even watching? That's a good point. Okay. So, yeah. This is all, you know, just to set up for what did you think of this very popular Netflix series? Mm, it's so good. It's a little slow in parts. Let's be honest. It's a period piece. And if you're not into period pieces, you probably won't like this. But if you were a fan of Downton Abbey, certainly Titanic, like that whole Victorian era and um, the 1800s, you might be into this one. And the breakout star of it, um, Reggae Jean, uh, what's his last name? Begins with a P. Oh, gosh. What is his last name? Paige. Holy moly. That dude is smoldering, mm-hmm. like carried every scene he was in. Didn't matter what he was doing. It, he could be like standing by next to paint drying and it would be like, this is the most interesting thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> and I say that because he did a lot more interesting things than just stand there next to paint drying. He did a lot of sexy things, too. And I felt like a 12 year old just I was like hiding my my face under the covers like, oh, my God. Uh, am I watching this? I'm kind of embarrassed, but it's also amazing. And oh my God. And then at one point, Justin said my favorite thing ever. He was like, dude, I could even have a dude boner for this guy. And I was like, see, it's universal. He could get anybody on the right side. And you're nodding at me like, yeah, dude boners. Uh, I'll admit dude boners. (laughs) (laughs) No qualms about that. No. Uh, so yeah, so, so the series itself deals with a, um, uh, debutante who is coming out for the first time. And back then, of course, the big thing is whether or not she will marry into a high class, rich, uh, titled family. And so unfortunately these poor women are just kind of paraded around until somebody buys the cow at the auction. And, uh, our main heroine, who's Daphne, Daphne Bridgerton, she is, uh, I guess you could call her an 1800s feminist. You know, she can decide for herself. She's uh, definitely not a wilting flower like apparently some of the other ladies are. So she finds this beautiful, beautiful man who we both love. And I won't spoil the entire season, but I'll tell you what, it goes up and down on a roller coaster. And by the end, it's a cathartic experience. 
I didn't know this this was a book series. Um, yeah. But I found out after the fact. Um, my thoughts are this show was good. Yeah. Uh, it was better. The first half I thought was better than the second half. Um, Middle and, episodes and, were and, the best. And once the season was over, I was like, oh, is, is, is that is that it? Is that it? <laughs> um, because the second half is so much different from the first half. Totally, yeah. And the sexy is not just sexy. It's like, um, I don't know, Skinamax at night. Uh, it's pull the covers up slightly sexy. over your face with one eye looking. There is a lot of thrusting <laughs> and like <laughs> thrusting sounds and like slap like like skin against skin sounds yeah and uh and other than like in the artistic uh scenes where there's like nude nude drawing and stuff not a lot of like really hardcore nudity like there's I remember one scene True. where we're like, we saw a nipple of you, one of the main actresses. You, you were like, boob, boob, I see boob. We, we never saw like dong or anything like that. <laughs> so I was like, it, it flirts with like Skinamax without seeing like the goods. And like a lot of the second half of the season, like there's one whole episode where it's just like 85% Skinamax. Pretty much. And uh, I was just like, was it episode six? I was like, this is this the show is. <laughs> so I I got it. I understand why you know why women would would like it. Sure. I was just kind of weirded out about how it kind of like left the plot for just a long period of time. Just like, all right, we're just gonna have some slappy, you know, slappy sex, sex in really weird circumstances and places. It reminded me of like an Amish. Uh, what is it called? Rum like Springer. Rum Springer sort of situation where it's like you spend a ton of the plot like talking about like what the Amish do and their roles in the community and like how they're Amish and then all of a sudden it's Rum Springer and you're like holy shit. Well, and this is when I afterwards I found out it was a book series but I thought watching the first several episodes that it was going to be about more of like the family and like the certain members of the family mm-hmm. and then halfway through it kind of focuses on Daphne and this Duke guy, and I'm I just like, where are the other family? Like, what are they doing and stuff? Well, they're gonna all get their own season, as it turns out. Well, and this is the bombshell that I don't know if you've heard lately, because again, we just watched this like it's been out for like what a year now or something. Oh, something like that. Anyway, I don't know if you know this, but the best best person in the entire cast is not even gonna be in the uh, season two. How could I not know this? This is all we can talk about. How in the world? Shonda Rhimes, seasoned. She went through casting, like all this casting stuff with Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. How could Netflix, with all this money and like looking ahead, how could they not have all their people on multi multi year contracts? At least a two year, you would a think. three year. I heard him talking about it, and they're like, it was a beginning, middle, and an end. I'm like, uh, I don't think that, like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the show I watched? Uh, really hot dude who I'm sure Reggaeton. I'm sure is going to be in movies now, and you know he's yeah. going to be huge. But I cannot believe that they did not have him. So I'm like, what? Yeah, it is a little surprising. I get that the idea is uh, so every season should be like, kind of like a capsule of one of the Bridgerton children. There are eight in total, ranging in age from like twenty five down to fourteen. Right now, there were people that Actually, died. Younger. He didn't die. Like. At the end of the show, he's yeah. like, "Oh, he sounds like he's even a bigger part of the show show now, but he's True. not going to be part of the show at all." I don't know how they're going to work that. I've heard that what they're planning on doing is uh, next season will focus on the eldest brother and uh, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony they call him, but yes, and uh, Daphne will come back to help her family during this time because they need her or whatever. And they're just going to talk about him. Yeah, I guess so. Like. He is at home with the little prince. I d- I'm just saying. What do you call a major, duke son? Major. Duquette? Duquette. <laughs> the little baby, I don't know. Yeah, there's a baby too. I, something happened. There's right. no way that, that that they didn't think ahead. Like, uh, Imagine like uh, frame one of this guy. And, and this, by the way, the best thing about the whole show is it looks like a billion bucks. Oh my God, it does. Oh. Every party, yep. all the camp sweeping camera moves. 
even during like the thrusting scenes. The the costumes are on point. Oh. Like I can't even imagine how much money they spent making this. That and 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 the dude, the main dude, just made the show. So I'm just like, it's eye t- candy <laughs> all oh. around. <laughs> just took the main dude out. So let me ask you a question: Would it have been as good? This is a silly thing, but would it have been as good? If it had taken place in like colonial times in America without the accents and the amazing British wardrobe. Uh, yes, as long as it had the dude in it and it, <laughs> and it looked great. <laughs> and there was, you know, slappy thrusting scenes. Gross. I was going to say, what is it about British uh, accents and, and movies and television that just there's an extra element for me anyway and for our daughter who has noticed that whenever she sees something that's British or Australian, she's like, I love the accent. Um, something amazing. Daphne's like one of the most vanilla. Like I like she's the, so I, vanilla. I like the sisters a lot more. So knowing that, you know, Eloise is my favorite. Eloise, Eloise and, is fantastic. And Penelope were my favorites. Yeah. Well, because they had the most flavor and they were the most interesting and intelligent. Daphne herself is not an unintelligent person. But... And, I didn't say unintelligent. I said vanilla. No, I know. Vanilla. I was going to say, I don't know if you... Well, I mean, you did theater, but you've obviously, as a male, probably never had to play an ingenue. And don't assume, Chrissy. Oh, you're right. I shouldn't. But it is really, really, really hard to play an ingenue well. It really is because the character is vanilla, and some of the words that come out of the character's mouth, if you read the the lines, you're like, "But she can't actually believe that, does she?" You know, and and you have to deliver it in a way that doesn't seem like you're almost you know, a caricature of a vanilla uh, archetype. So she, or archetype, she did, she did a really good job, the actress that is, of making the character believable. Again, I haven't read the books, but I don't know if the central conceit to her character in her selective book is that she doesn't know how um, jizz works. Oh my God, that's she a whole she thing. She doesn't know how ejaculate works. So when she that becomes- like two episodes when, when asking that, about when it. That, when that and the- the <laughs> The pull-out method uh, becomes a plot point in the show. I kind of, I kind of like just checked out. Like, oh man, man. Oh, no, like, no, 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 that's a lie. You checked in because you were like, he is pole vaulting off of her. Like it's literally like, ping, and like he jumps off of her like Vega in Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I don't think it's anything. The, the their relationship in the show is she wants to have kids and he doesn't want to have kids. And so when the slappy sex starts, that becomes like, <laughs> oh, what's going to happen? And it just goes places where Christy and I were just but, laughing. But the best part is off. she thinks that he's somehow physically incapable of giving her children and keeps saying this to people. And people are looking at her like, okay, girl. <laughs> well, she's like, at some point, she's like Encyclopedia Brown, like asking <laughs> questions about how sex works and like penises works. I'm like... She's got a huge family. Did, has no one talked about this with her? No. And then there's a scene with her mom where she's like, you know, mother prepare me. And the mom's like, as as a wife. <laughs> have, you, have you seen my boyfriend? You know how flowers grow and you, they they bloom. And <laughs> it's like that. And afterwards, she was pissed when she found out the truth and went to her mom. And she was like, how could you not tell me? Her brothers were very forthcoming. I, I, I'm surprised yeah. that they never... Uh, say anything to her. They didn't want to sully her virtue. Anyway. Bridgerton, what else did we watch? Chrissy? Uh, a lot of stuff. I watched uh, with you. Did you watch this one, me? A uh, Hulu documentary from Salil Moon Fry. Oh, Salil Moon Fry, yeah. Kid 90. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that with me? I did. Guys, so if you grew up in the 80s and 90s like me, uh, were a fan of the celebs, people on TV and movies back then. A lot of this documentary, you'll be like, yeah, cool. I remember that. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you'll be like me, the other half of you will be like, this is this one of the saddest yes. documentaries I've ever seen. Right? Yes. First of all, it's shocking how many people Soleil Moon Fry knew. I mean, we all knew her as Punky Brewster, but to see how many friends she had that were like big heavyweights back then, a lot of dudes, like all the people you read about in Bop and Teen Beat, they were all her friends. And the setup is she's like, I was the kid that always had a camera, you mm-hmm. know, everywhere I went. And, you know, then I saved all that footage and then I just dug it up and looked at all of it. And here's like the documentary that came out of that. And so that's weird, number one. I know. And then number two, a lot of these people and friends of hers died, died of suicide, drugs, 
Uh, there was AIDS, drugs, suicide, there's a, accidents. There's a hu- there's a big portion of this documentary devoted to uh, Jonathan Brandis yeah. and their relationship, which is like gut wrenching. It's really sad. Just to think that because uh, she's like looking through all this footage, she's like, "Man, I should have really like been a better friend, I guess." And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, "Yes, a little moon frog, baby." It's like she, she like, kept really sad. She kept all her answering machine messages. So you hear the voices being like, "Hey, Soleil, I miss <sighs> you. Call me." Da 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 da. And I, I thought just the weird part of it was like she's throughout she's like saying like I wanted like I started this documentary as something else, and then it just like turned into like more about me and stuff. So, I don't know. I felt it just felt weird watching it, you know? It's like yeah, if, if somebody like invite you over to their house like, "Here, watch all my home movies with me." And then right. you like watch it with them and like and and while you're watching it with them, they're like, "Oh my god, all these people are dead now." Yeah. What happened? And you're like, "Uh, you know." Yeah, you go, "What happened?" and then your friend goes, "Maybe I should have been paying more attention to my friends. I don't really know." Oh, I don't know. So, it's really important. I was kind of mixed on that one. I agree. Uh, one one movie I saw on Netflix that I wasn't mixed on, guys, probably my favorite movie of 2021 so far mm-hmm. is called Bad Trip. Chrissy, remember Bad Trip? Yes, I do remember Bad Trip. So Bad Trip is a movie on Netflix that's basically if you crossed Borat and like uh, Girl's Jackass trip. or Punked. Uh, what? And a little bit of Girls Trip. Girls Trip? Yeah, a little bit. Not in terms of like what happened or the device that they use to tell the story, but traveling and slapstick and... Okay. Okay. It stars uh, (laughs) Eric Andre is in it. Um, And if you're not attuned to Eric Andre and his comedy, it can be a little out there. He can be a little wacky. (laughs) Tiffany Tiffany Haddish is in this. Maybe that's why I said that because she's in both. Um... (laughs) Um, uh, but hilarious. One of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Like I was laughing so hard that I had to bring Christian into the room to watch several sequences. One involving uh, uh, them at a, a zoo with gorillas. Oh my god! That and here's the great thing about Eric Andre. If you've never seen him, he'll go for the joke, and then he'll go like forty percent beyond the joke. And some people will be like, "That's too far," but I'm like. Yep, <laughs> that's the sweet spot. <laughs> and he does that several times in this movie. It's basically just a, like a road trip comedy where they set up situations to um, really test people's patience. And just like the recent Borat uh, sequel, watching this, you're like, you know what? Some people, in, some people in America aren't that bad. Like a lot of people <laughs> are put in some situations where you're like, I would have reacted differently, but they found like the perfect people to you know star in this film sure so you know what's interesting though is that i do think it's a very specific type of humor uh it's creative and funny in the way they did it but there were so many times we were like come here watch this watch this and i'd come in and it was funny but you were like crying you were laughing so hard and i was like okay well from a from a production standpoint i was thinking of like how did they do this like this must have been (laughs) impossible there must have been a lot of anxiety involved i mean just like how you know sasha baron cohen's like i i I worried for my life at times some right there there are moments in this movie where i'm like oh my god (laughs) they better they better run uh Tiffany Haddish has a couple of scenes where I'm just like, holy shit. Like, Tiffany Haddish is really, like, selling this. This is so true. Um, I agree with you. So, it, it just seemed like a tightrope of production and getting these, you know, like, a, it flows as a story. And it's basically, you know, largely improv off of these crazy situations. So, I thought it was amazing. I, I thought it was great. So Well done. Bad trip. Uh, I would highly suggest that if you like crazy comedy. You even wanted my 71-year-old mom to watch it. You were like, Kathy, you got to watch Bad Trip. And she's like, what's that about? Is that uh, on the YouTube? Um, I'm also currently watching both uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on mm-hmm. Disney+, Plus, which thus far is a like a, th- like a thumb up. Not as good as WandaVision, though. It's not as like inventive and like out there and, and surprising as WandaVision. Right. It's more like a, you know, a buddy... A very expensive buddy, you know, action series. Yeah. So I like it so far. Love Invincible on Amazon. It's the new animated series. Oh, that's uh, that cartoon you've been watching. About 
five episodes in and I like it much better because I guess, you know, it's new to me. I didn't even know the 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 graphic novel or comic it was based on. So tons of like celebrity, you know, voicing. Jason Manzukas from How I Get How Did This Get Made is one mm-hmm. of the superheroes, which is really weird and crazy, but uh <laughs> Invincible, highly recommend. I know nothing about Amazon. um Every time I, I walk in, I feel like this is your shtick du jour that you're watching. What is like? What, what's the closest thing that you could say? It's like fill in the blank. Um, it's like well, basically something happens at the end of episode one of the series that I could like point to, but it's like I wouldn't ruin that. <laughs> okay. It's like a uh, superhero family series, but it's like okay. R-rated. That's the thing. It's not for gotcha. kids. It's for adults. All right. And it's basically the Superman of this world. It's this guy named Omni-Man, voiced by J.K. Simmons. And he has a, a son who, at the start of the series, has basically... It's the uh, it's like superhero puberty. He's, he's finally oh. becoming a superhero. Well, then. And it's, the series is like following along as he you know has grown up in his dad's shadow Mm -hmm. who is a superhero as he is you know learning his powers and becoming a superhero himself all right so fair enough good show invincible but what we're here to talk about one movie oh right now yeah it's a movie that chrissy waited 20 years (laughs) to finally watch for the first time uh she's never seen this film picked it this is the movie she chose it's time to talk about Zoolander. His name is Zoolander. Derek Zoolander. International male supermodel. But behind those eyes is a highly trained man of action. You rock. No, you rock. And perhaps the world's only hope of stopping a sinister assassination plot. Ben Stiller. Oh! 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 Owen Wilson. Will Ferrell. They're breakdance fighting. Christine Taylor. When I was in seventh grade, I became bulimic. You can read minds. They must use all their skills. If I can create a basic disguise for us, we may just be able to sneak it undetected. Surprise! Did you find the files? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? To outsmart the most dangerous organization on the planet. We got 30 years worth of files right here in this computer that are going to bring you down. Oh, no. Where'd all the files go? And still find time to help the children. I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. What is this? A center for how can children learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Zoolander. All right, Chrissy. Yeah. Zoolander originally came out September 28th, 2001. You finally just watched it. True. I have to hear your thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm glad you want to hear my thoughts because initially when I said, let's watch Zoolander, you were like, are you sure? And I went, yeah, it's something I haven't seen. It's something I know everyone has seen. I even quote it, and I haven't seen it. So I should probably see it. And you were like, yeah, but it's comedy. Comedy is subjective. And I'm like, you're right, but I want to see it. So I'm glad you want to hear your thoughts. I just didn't, well, I I just didn't know about talking about this movie on a podcast, if that would be interesting, because, you know. Fair enough. You thought it would devolve into us just reciting lines, right? (laughs) Probably, unless you didn't like it. I can't look left. <laughs> no, you're right. Well, you uh, okay. So I was surprised you haven't seen it again because you quote quoted it for so long. <laughs> this is one of those like what? Only the the main ones like was this a school for ants? Like little things like that. I know, but anyway. So this is one of those movies that if you were uh, a 2000s kid, 90s kid. It's. I almost feel like you're right when you're like, how would you not have seen this? This feels like a rite of passage movie, kind of like Anchorman and Elf and all of those other movies that you know we have all seen and loved. Um, I have to admit, I've never really thought that Ben Stiller is as funny as other people think he is. I thought he was great in Meet the Parents, but not funny, funny per se. He was really funny in this, and I I feel like I've underestimated his uh, ability to be a good comedian. Uh, also has Christine Taylor, who 
I haven't seen him forever and went, oh my God, he's in this. I used to love her. Uh, and uh, Owen Wilson, who, by the way, can we just talk about Owen Wilson for a second? He plays uh, a rival model to Derek Zoolander in this. Lars, I believe. Or no, what's his name? Lars? It's not Lars. Lars and the Real Girl? <laughs> yeah. No, what is it really? I forgot. Is it a Hansel? Hansel. See, I knew it was some sort of Germanic name. Anyway, um, Hansel is such a sweet guy. You, you think in the beginning he's going to be uh, kind of a, a villain foil for Zoolander, and, and he turns out to be this easygoing great guy. Uh, all of this is to say it was funny. The comedic timing of the actors were brilliant. They actually were very likable in addition to, uh, you know, just being funny people. Will Ferrell is in this as well in his prime. It is a little bit dated in places where you're like, ooh, that would not fly today. You know, little things they say here and there that show that they were um, ageist uh, into, you know, uh, weight issues, women, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, what movie from back then doesn't have some problems? <laughs> uh, still very good. Holds up well. I'm really glad I watched it. Nice. Nice. So, again, this movie is 20 years old. So it came out September 28, 2001. Wow. I just graduated high school. So right after 9-11. Yeah. And so you look back at this movie and you're like, this is late 90s, 2000 in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Like, of the moment, probably would never work again. And guess what? It didn't because they tried it with a sequel and the sequel was terrible. Oh, I never. Well, obviously, I never saw the sequel. So but. it's kind of like a It's basically like a time capsule for that, that time, that moment of time. And so and just it's like Stiller at his prime. I think this is his best movie because I'm a little like you and he always rubbed me the, the wrong way because he's in a lot of movies where he's kind of like the. Uh, I don't know, like the wry, like yeah, the perturbed, at, like funny asshole man. type guy, yeah. uh-huh. too smart for school type guy. Yes, and so the reason this one works is he's stupid. <laughs> he's really, really, <laughs> he's really, 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 really dumb, ridiculously stupid. But you, but you know, you feel for him in this yes. movie because you could, you know, it could be he could play a stupid guy, and you're like, I don't care. But right. uh, he surrounds himself with people. At their prime, like Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell, and mm-hmm. you know who else is it? There's tons of people in this. There's movie. a lot. There's a lot so of people many. who come in and out. Where you're Billy like, oh Zane yeah, Billy Zane this movie. has a cameo. He has several lines. Like yes, <laughs> I, as, I enjoyed as himself. Having, I love too that one point. Uh, Zoolander's like you know, zip it, Billy Zane, or like whatever he says. But it's it's a, a total kind of toss to him. What's the what's the name of the model? Not Famke, Jen, whatever. Mila Jovovich. See another one of those names. Yes, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. It is now. She's uh, (laughs) of the Resident Evil movies fame. She was great in this too. Understated and uh, a great villain. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It's campy. It's campy and funny. And it's one of those movies that, you know, it's funny. You were talking about how the sequel flopped. I keep thinking like, well, what if they were to reboot it? Because if there's anything we can say about our particular generation we really like to reboot shit because we're all narcissists about tv movies being great when we were kids are we i think we're in the 90s reboot era now i think right. maybe but 10 years out of it but i feel like this could not be rebooted it wouldn't be as funny it probably wouldn't hit as well i guess i'm a sucker for uh movies that have really dumb characters at the center yeah screwballs uh sc- screwballs that's your favorite movie, Screwballs? No, I was thinking like that's what you would call them, but go on. Like <laughs> no, Napoleon thinking, Dynamite. Like the, it, Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. which we I just watched with the kids. The the Jerk, one of my favorite films. Right. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking about something else. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, how many, it, it, how many comedy sequels do work when we're talking about Zoolander? No, a lot of comedies are just like zeitgeist at the moment. Yeah. You know... Anchorman, That's true. Two, Anchorman sucked. 2 sucked. Zoolander 2 sucked. Dumb and Dumber 2 sucked. Like, it's really hard. Dumb and Dumberer. Dumberer. They even, and I even know this until we did this episode, there was a cartoon series done what? of Zoolander that never actually aired anywhere, but. <laughs> oh my God, really? On C- CBS Access or something. That's hilarious. I watched the trailer for it. It looked okay, but I was like, 
man, like Zoolander two really <laughs> ruined some. That's the problem with continuation sc- dreams of the Zoolander franchise. I think that's the problem with with screwball comedies in general is that there are only so many places you can take that character, you know, and you explore a lot of those places in the first movie, and that's why they're so great. And then after that, it's just it's. Uh, capitalization on the same theme it's like oh well you thought it was really funny that you know um will will ferrell you know said the things he said in anchorman right well let's just give him a whole bunch of other great one-liners in this movie and then the plot be damned so i you're right i I don't think that screwball comedies really work for having a canon of sequels can you think of anyone where you're like that one was a good one though comedy sequels yeah (sighs) especially kind of slapsticky no. No, right? I feel like now, guys, you have to write in with comment if you can think of one because I feel like there's got to be one. I mean, the most re- recent comedy sequel that I can think of that I thought was good was 22 Jump Street, maybe? Oh, that was pretty good. I agree. But that was, you know, kind of like making fun of the <laughs> comedy sequels and stuff anyway. So. Well, that also wasn't a capitalization just on the characters. Like, it, those other movies we mentioned were about those people very specifically and jump street movies they actually have some sort of a situation and a plot to follow so it's different true that hmm true that i miss 2001 though i'm not gonna lie you do i do september 11th 2001 well, really justin really <laughs> he took out the bill so I, I think he took out the building, the the towers for like the maybe the DVD release or something. I mm-hmm. saw and then like put it back in after the fact. Mm-hmm. What a weird time to have to release your film. True, you know. Wonder if it. Wonder how that affected things. Well, I can tell you how that affected things. You know how I know. How glitter came out like a week after September. Oh 11th. no, because that's <laughs> apples to apples well, situation. I'm just saying it did really poorly <laughs> and it was right after September 11th and that's what all of us lambs blame Glitter's failure on. Did you just say lambs? Yes, that's what Mimi calls her people, lambs. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, you know, Justin Bieber, he is a believer. No, he yeah, believers, right? What's up there? Mimi's people are lambs. I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> He's so embarrassed right now. He's like, oh, my God, why? You know, when I was in college and I came out here to intern for VH1 News for a summer. Mm-hmm. VH1. I, I, did, I didn't even last the whole summer because I ran out of money and I had to be like, oh, well, you know, oh. I'm so, I, I'm poor, so give me some more. <laughs> anyway. Help me, I'm poor. One of the, one of the, one of the main, one of the, like, standout experiences during that time was I get I got to go on a Mariah Carey uh, shoot. And man, Chrissy. <laughs> Did I not know this? Yeah, I told you this. This feels like news to me. Well, I, I was like, she definitely has one side, and we spent a lot yes. of time, yes. you know, making sure that we lit that side. And uh-huh. she's very, you know, adamant that has to particular be. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Anyway, I think of that time. I know she's got uh, a pretty hefty rider, but as a person, do you know? Did you meet her? Was she nice? I mean, she was, no, she was, she was nice ish. <laughs> okay. It's just very particular. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well that was like one of the first like big like hollywood shoots sure that i've been on and Boy. i was just like whoa <laughs> you know that's like saying like the first movie i worked on was a james cameron movie <laughs> is this like is this how every, every shoot is <laughs> You're just bit, oh my god is it always this particular <laughs> hold me <laughs> Please. but i bet you Be she nice looked to me i bet you she looked flawlessly lit Girl knows what she looks good in. There you go. Well, that, you know. Anyway. Some things take time. True. Lots lots and lots of time. Uh, what else, Chrissy? I probably run us out of steam uh, on so Zoolander. We have, no, 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 no. We have to talk about one thing about Zoolander. Uh, so we kind of give our overall, but now we're nitpicking stuff. Oh, should we talk? Should we compare the sex scene in Zoolander to the Bridgerton sex well, scene? Well, how did you know that's what I was going to suggest we do? Because yes. Well, because she had just taken your shirt off, Chrissy. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, what were they? They were were they doing like an ayahuasca type tea or something? not ayahuasca? What they were doing some strange tea. Oh, oh, you're talking about the orgy scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tea oh, you you meant the tea. I was thinking of um, what's that tea that we had with Lee and Ben back in the day? Oh, I I don't know. Not kratom, which is also fabulous. This one is. 
I don't know. Dirty water? It just tastes I, like dirty water to I, me. I, it's silly. Whatever it is. It's not like a, a, a I can't remember. There was it. no orgies involved? Yeah, but it's literally like a tea that's supposed to kind of sedate you. And it's like a natural Xanax-y sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever it was, they they all shared this tea. And then suddenly it turned into a gangbang. I don't need like it's like the summer of twenty twenty one, like this slutty summer that's coming up. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it's going to be like that scene in Zoolander where they drink that tea and like, oh man, oh, I haven't man. hugged, I haven't hugged someone for a year. Let's oh my let's, god, let's let's chain up like human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a hole? Oh um, my god! But I used, why did you why did you want to talk about this scene, Christine? So it's funny because you used the word orgy, which there were plenty of in in Bridgerton, right? And and I think that that not enough. If I, if I should say. <laughs> well, think about like the whole underground art scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There that were was, a few of those. That was good. Yeah, very eyes wide shut. Yes, 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 and, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> the reason I say it like that is because calm down, Christine. <laughs> Orgy is the appropriate word for what happened. Oh my God, look at you laughing in those scenes in, in that particular show. But you just use the word orgy to describe what happened to poor sweet Christine Taylor in Zoolander. And I'm like, no, that's a gangbang. That is different. That is, there were like. Is this what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chrissy. I'll make sure to put the explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> Uh, I, was just I thought saying. I was I thought I was being rather uh uh PG thirteen when I was using orgy, but if you want to talk about gangbangs <laughs> I'm just saying this is not the same thing. Like there's something about uh, as explicit as Bridgerton was, it was still sexy. This made me just feel uncomfortable. I don't think it was meant to make you feel sexy. <laughs> it was a com- it is a comedy. I know, but did it make it? There did, was a like, oh, you know the tea. By the way, it's called kava tea. A little person in there. Kava. Kava tea. Yeah, kava root. Yeah. Anyway, didn't work for me. No, me either. But uh, would, going back for a minute. Back to gangbangs. <laughs> I agree. This gangbang was not a sexy gangbang, Chrissy. Uh, although, but also wasn't funny either. Although, like it just made me feel really weird about myself. You know, some some comedy situations are meant to make you feel weird. You know, but not funny weird. More like weird weird. <laughs> like maybe this shouldn't be happening weird. Like they're taking advantage of a girl who is let let's like spell it out in feminist terms from it 2021 terms. Yeah. They're taking advantage of a girl who is high. Yes. And hasn't like really consented and whom they've made fun I, of. I agree. For this is not sexy. Her chasteness. Not sexy. Chastity. Pro- problematic. Yes. Again, this came out in 2001, Chrissy. Those were different times. Right. So that's where I was going with this whole you thing. It's drink, not You could drink kava tea, kava tea with your friend after right. not years of not having sex and you could just do whatever. I mean, I guess. But you can't do that anymore. It just doesn't feel like when you said we orgy, even... I'm like, okay, Bridgerton, I get it. This was like, oh, I don't know. Did she say yes to this? They raped that woman. Oh. And then the next morning, they were like, you're welcome, basically, when she walks in the room. And I was like, how do she you... She seemed happy. How do you even go down? Oh, and this is the other thing that bothered me. The <laughs> hair and makeup people clearly gave her like the glow treatment like she had some bronzer on her hair was perfect and i'm like oh so we're all supposed to believe that this is what women need a gangbang every 10 years in order to look glowy and perfect got it sorry i agree problematic (laughs) not sexy not funny (laughs) and it came out the same month as 9-11 and glitter. And glitter. <laughs> glitter didn't have a gangbang scene. No, it did not. No, it did not. No. It had other problematic scenes, though. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. A lot of, you know, uh, sign of the times. True. <laughs> anyway, we move on. That's the thing with comedies. You know, you look back at them. There, there, there'll be things that were, uh, you know, on the edge of the time and now are severely problematic. Yeah, and usually because of uh, racism, sexism, things like that. I can't think, do you know of any dramas where you look at them and you're like, oh, like Silence of the Lambs, that was really problematic. You know, he wanted to eat people. (laughs) (laughs) Like they didn't think that was problematic at the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's a taste issue. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal. This is practically a documentary. Oh, I don't know. When you ask that question, I'm like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> recently on Twitter, there was a huge fight because some uh, s- some person on Twitter said... Um, Alien is uh, not a horror movie or something like that. Like oh. Horrors are not in space or something like Wait, that. Wait, horrors are not in space? <laughs> horror, <laughs> horror, movie, horror movies? Uh, you got to really pronounce that second part. Number one, <laughs> Alien is not a ho- horror movie. And number two, you know, there are no, uh, there's no horror movies in space or something like that. Or horrors. Or horrors in space. Uh, and people, of course, piled on. It's like, oh, my God, you're the worst person in the world. <laughs> Boot you into the sun. Hashtag film Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I was just like, whatever, man, because I I would just think about back in the day when we're you know we have the the genre sections at the movie video store in the eighties right. and nineties, and someone would come up and be like, "This doesn't go in the drama section," and I'd be like, "You're right," and I just like waltz over and just like put it on the shelf and be like, "There you go," <laughs> and they'd be like, "Hey," yeah, yeah. and they'd walk out and I just put it back. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? You know, oh, whatever, I man. I think we had Alien in like the sci-fi, you know, back in the video store. But who cares? Like, who cares? There's no, you know, <laughs> most movies are several different genres put together. This is true. Whenever uh, I describe my mom a movie that I want her to see or a show and she, it's a dramedy, I tell her, well, she goes, she'll say, is it a comedy? And I'll go, ah, in parts, I guess it's more of a dramedy. And she's like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want serious. And I'm like, no, it's it's a dramedy. That means it's funny. And then there are some parts that are also dramatic. But like, is it more comedy? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? It's like when people say, that movie's overrated. And I'm like, okay, what does yeah. that mean? Titanic is not overrated. To, to who are we talking about? You know. you know, now that time that sounded like you were Stop. saying whore, but with an accent, whore. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Just hey, let's my, keep thinking about whores. Whores in space. Do you know who else has been thinking a lot about whores lately? Uh, Me? I don't know. What? Our five-year-old son. What? <laughs> in space? No, on the basketball court. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so one of, uh, about, one of our son's favorite thing to do is uh, play... Horse, you know, the basketball game where you spell H-O-R-S-E. And every time I get an H and an O, he says, you're a hoe. And I start laughing. He doesn't know why I'm laughing, but I laugh. And then when I inevitably get an R, probably because I've been laughing too much and not paying attention, he calls me a whore openly for like the next five minutes. He's like, it's okay, mama, because I am a hoe and you are a whore. And we still have an S and an E. And I'm like, Boy, what, this is not Bridgerton. You better <laughs> better calm yourself down. Uh, I don't have the heart to tell him because it's just so funny. Wow. Well, between that and uh, he's in kindergarten. So every day during their Zoom meeting at the end of the day, they go around and ask the kids, the kindergarten kids, how their day was. And for a whole solid week, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, Every the, every time they came to Canada, says Kevin's like, uh, yeah, my my day was great, but later on today, I'm going to play Street Fighter Two with my mom, and <laughs> uh, she really beats my butt a lot, like oh, no. a lot, because she plays as like Ryu, and she like throws fireballs at me, but I try to jump, and like he just goes on and on. <laughs> And he did this for like four days straight. Like, man, I was Dawson yesterday. And she really like, she really like, really kicked my butt. <laughs> so- Meanwhile, the other five and six year olds were like, cool. Um, do you guys like dodgeball or you know, some other enjoyable five and six year old activity? Do you know how to do uh, uh, Guile Sonic Boom? <laughs> My dad does. He's the best at it. He said that one day. Do you know what he said to me this morning, Justin? He said, Mama, he's on Xbox. I really want to play a gun game. And I was like, maybe we don't. He goes, but why not? That way I can be just like daddy. And I looked at my own mom like, oh my God, serious? And she goes, you already play gun games. Like... <laughs> Yeah, they f- they found a paintball game on Roblox now. Ugh. So, and of course we can't. 
anyone out there with kids who play Roblox know the struggle is real. Oh my God. There's so many things on that platform. I digress. Go on. Anyway, I don't know how we started talking about this, but eh, it's fine. You know, we got sidetracked. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Thanks, Justin, for letting me pick a movie, even though it wasn't one that you thought would carry. But I really appreciate that you gave me that creative freedom. No, well, we're, we're doing it once a month. We we have to <gasps> we have to appease. There will be more. There will be more. Can we always couple it with binge watching an entire show on Netflix? Uh, that was after your second shot, Chrissy. That was a special. Yes, day. Yes, day. Chrissy's like, do you want to watch thirty episodes of Handmaid's Tale to catch up? <laughs> I'm like. No, here's the thing. He gets all like miffed when I ask him things he doesn't want to do. We're downstairs. I'm making dinner. He's sitting at the table and I'm like, uh, hey, just wanted to check in. Like, did you want to watch more episodes of Handmaid's Tale so you can catch up before the premiere at the end of April? And he looks over his shoulder at me and he goes, no. Because <laughs> you ask it a lot. It's always the same answer. No, please. No. I'm like, okay. Uh, no, I don't want to. Just asking. I will watch Bridgerton season two. <laughs> okay, good. So nice. There, there you go. I feel better already. Yay! I was about to say. So Chrissy's going to be picking a movie probably once a month. Um, I must say, report back. I must say, our first episode of our two thousands uh, fantasy movie draft Royal Rumble went off. Uh, with several hitches. I, people say without hitches. I would say with several hitches. Um, a lot of controversy. Yeah. Uh, first time that the Twitter polls were ever like heavily skewed, deliberately uh, messed with. So I wanted to ask you about that because <laughs> how people, did this happen? Two people dropped out. So I don't think you'll care that I say this, but so midway during the episode, Dave basically just dropped out altogether. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to it back you'll see it was just like dave's like i've got a, an infant now like i don't even know why i'm here and like you'll hear me i'm like why are you here dave you said yes like right so he kind of quit midway like he'll say like you know if he had gotten voted he would have done it but he kind of quit midway so oh my God. it was down to three people uh you know jay gerald and shampoo and so when the polls came out uh the first day there was a lot of voting and uh, Jay and Gerald were in the lead. And, right. you know, two people advanced, two people dropped. I love both those people. I will say I voted for Jay this time, but would have been perfectly happy if Gerald would have won as well. Um, so Jay and Gerald were in the lead. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, at least 200 people voted in like the span of like, I don't know, 30 minutes or, or something, which is a lot for, you know, a small indie podcast. Anyway. Right. We were like, what happened? And all of a sudden, Shampoo had all these votes. And we're like, oh, my God, what happened? And so we like started talking on the DMs. And Shampoo's like, I think this is my buddy's doing. <laughs> Told him yes. about it. And so he's like, yep, this is him. He did this. And so half of me is like, well, what the hell do we do now? And then number two is like, how did he do this? Can this be done? And eventually, like people were like talking like, what happened? Like controversy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so at the end of the, the day, Shampoo's like, you know what? I drop out. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. So that's how it became Jay and Gerald advancing, you know. Sure. With a, a huge explosion behind their back against <laughs> just the first round of this Royal Rumble. Um, anyway, so that's the explanation of what went on. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that's going on next month. We're going to do that. Also... We're gonna have a special guest uh, probably join us for a mini series. Knowing Chrissy, you know, he's like, I never want to watch '80s horror movies with you. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm always like, I just want to do an '80s horror movie podcast. Let's just watch. Pretty 80s much horror every movie. October, he's like, we're gonna do it. I'm like, great. And then, and then he'll be like, and also June. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like he just kind of keeps coming up with months. I've uh, I've conned one of one of our best friends, Chris Brayton. Yay. Into doing a, uh, I think it's, more, it's like an 80s horror movie uh, miniseries where the two of us, and this might change, this might change it around too, like fancy media, uh, are going to be watching 80s horror movies that we've never seen before. What? So, movies I've never seen. I love 80s horror, but there are a ton of blind spots for me that I, I've never seen because there's so many movies, guys. True. Sometimes you just miss some. Mm hmm. 
So next week, the movie we're going to be talking about is from 1985. It's called The Stuff. Oh, yeah. Which is a movie that neither of us had ever seen before and uh, was a tease. Well, you might want to come back and see what we think. <laughs> Maybe we can get Chrissy to talk about it, too. <laughs> uh, hold, we did this thing because we were going to give her another you know week's break so she doesn't have to tape as much, but... I think she actually watched some of this with me. So maybe she'll be involved, but it'll definitely be me and Chris, you know, just uh, doing some great 80s horror nuggets that we need to cross off our list. So Enjoy. Yay. Chrissy, where can you find us on social media? I mean, if they're listening, they have found us. We are on at Twitter at Movie Geek Cast and Instagram Movie Geek Cast and Facebook at Movie Geek Cast. Uh, so at Married Movie, you find us. We're going to try to come back every week, but if we don't, don't be mad at us, guys. Yeah, we're not on like a real schedule anymore. <laughs> Our kids are, you know, this close to having <laughs> the option to going back in school. They're yeah. still here. They've been home since uh, March 2020. Yeah, playing lots of Street Fighter 2 and Roblox. <laughs> and Minecraft. And Minecraft. Yes. So, um, yeah. Zoolander, off the list. Ta-da! Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We love you. Bye! Bye! Oh,